Yeah, this is the Activated Podcast. I'm your host, Ibu. Thanks again for tuning in. Another week, another shit to talk about. You know what I mean? Thanks again for coming through. Um, I, I wanted to open up this episode, really, first of all, by, by thanking people that really tuned in uh, to the first episode. The response that I got from it was nothing less than amazing. Never in a lifetime would I even think that many of you guys would go out and support. I know I've been torn with the idea for some time, so it's very... Uh, it's a positive reinforcement when I put something out there. And you guys really appreciate the way that y'all did. I took in a lot of your feedbacks, and uh, many of y'all really, you know, volunteered that feedback, which I appreciated. A lot of it was good across the board. It wasn't really many that I could really pinpoint and, and go through a breakdown, but it really what it does is it encouraged me even more because when you're looking at it, when you're listening to it, that means that there's a lot of work to be done, but at least we are going on the right path. Uh, to getting it done. Like I said, this is not just about me. It's more so about, you know, helping the culture move forward as far as uh, us people. You know what I mean? This is for us, by us. And I really want that to resonate with everybody that listens to this. Like I said, we didn't. I didn't get on here to trying to be famous. I could care less about that shit. You know what I mean? But the, the overall message, if you're able to listen to the first podcast, and if you haven't, you could go and check it out on SoundCloud. If you did listen to it and and the overall structure, I'm trying to give y'all a very trim, something that you can digest easily. Uh, that way you're not overwhelmed, especially not on the first one. So if you're able to get anything from the first one, um, I mean, we did our job. And I did my job by trying to convey that message. A lot of y'all put me aside. We, I had a lot of good conversation. I was shocked. You know, from the time leading up to me releasing the first episode, it was incredible. Actually, I want to walk you through uh, maybe... The event leading up to, you know, that first week from when we first dropped the trailer to when y'all seen the video on Friday. Um, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. But before we get any further, I want to give a special shout out to the Serve podcast and shout out to you, Susan. From the first time I even put the, the teaser picture, you've been supporting me. I appreciate it. So I want to do the same for you by shouting you out on my podcast. And if you're listening to me right now, please go and take a look at their podcast. It's called The Serve.ca. So you can go in there and catch up. I'm signed up to it and I listen to it anytime it drops. So thank you very much for the love and support. I just wanted to put it out there. And also on last Saturday, October 14th, I believe, uh, there was a grand open of Mama Land. A lot of y'all showed up. It was an amazing time. I mean, wow. Like, this is what putting forces together for common cause uh, to really support something. Um, like I said, for us, I mean, it's a great restaurant, good place to really have a good time and vibe and everything else. And the city of Toronto definitely showed up. So shout out to everybody that showed up there, made it a good night. Uh, we was out there till about four in the morning. So that was amazing, you know, and this is not just a one-time thing. Uh, continue to support it and, you know, just keep it going, per se. You know, it's not about just showing up on one night. It's about showing up every night. Thank you, everybody. So now, also, as I'm talking about the Saturday turnout, this one, one thing I want to share with my fellas, right? My fellas, this one here, this segment here is for you. You know, it's crazy that with union environment, a lot of women, a lot of alcohol, I feel like some of the men, we forget about our mannerism. You know, I, I mean, I understand that you want to talk to a special lady and, and whatever, you're attracted to somebody or you want to go over. But I never understood that we get past a certain age and we still behaving like we're in high school by pulling on women, um, you know, saying crazy things out, out of what work. Like, I can't even repeat it back. But 
I'm just like, whatever happened to, hey, how you doing? Uh, I like your dress. You got a beautiful smile. Just kind of introduce that conversation. I never understood why men, we feel like we could go up to a girl and just pull on her like she's just somebody's property, right? And the intriguing part of that is, you know, Mother Mother Day comes around, right? All of y'all get on your phone and your social media, and you got that fire post. When I mean fire, like... You, you know, your mom is the most amazing woman. She's a fighter. She raised 16 kids by herself. All these accolades. But then all of a sudden, when we decide to talk to a young lady, we forget all these things that we praise in woman. So I really want to drive this point home for some of you guys. And I'm taking responsibility as well. If you ever see me get out of line, please check me because that's what that's how we're going to get better. But I just, I think it, it comes a certain point in your time where we cannot allow this thing to, you know, this behavior cannot continue to go on unchecked. I mean, it's cool when you're in high school. Even then, I have a younger brother who I always tell him, you can never disrespect a woman. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. We could call them names. We could do these things. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody deserves to be treated with respect, especially when we have amazing women in our life, you know. We treat our women with respect. We treat our sisters Definitely on mob. So you got kind of look at it like that. Plus, some of these women that we talk to or we meet outside, they're somebody else's mom. You know what I mean? So uh, I just want us to, as men, I just need us to be better when it comes to that. So please, next time you see a young lady, don't go pull on her arm. Just smile at her. And, you know, if she's not interested, she's not interested. Let's move on. You know, sometimes we see guys, they literally linger around. They got no like 15 times. I personally had to go step up, not step up, but like I had to go talk to a couple of them because I have friends in there uh, that were hanging out. But I, I could just tell from the behavior of the men around them that they were almost being harassed. And when they say no, it's a problem. And you know what I mean? These guys are not getting the point. So anyways, hopefully, if you're listening to this, it's making sense. And, you know, we got to take accountability on how we behave. I definitely do for myself. Um, like I said, I've done a lot of things which I'm not proud of. But in terms of disrespecting a woman, um, that's really not my thing. So I treat everybody with respect, man and woman. But I think especially our woman, we got to give them that. We owe them to them. You know what I mean? We're supposed to uh, protect and provide. And some of you guys are not doing neither one. You're not providing. You definitely can't protect nobody. So uh, please, you know, let's clean that up. That's just my little spill on that. I just noticed it. And I figure, you know what I mean, as we're talking to each other, you know, we could be honest with each other a little bit. So... That's the whole thing about that. Another thing, um, speaking of support, we have the African Entertainment Award that's happening Saturday, October 21st. Yes, October 21st, which is this Saturday. So please, this is what we're talking about. Support your own and really putting your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? This event, I've been to the first one ever, which was which happened at York University. It was, to me, personally, this is my personal opinion, the show was good, and the show has made a tremendous leap to where it is this year. Um, actually, to the, sorry, to the last show. So the last show, I, I believe, happened two years ago, and then, you know, this new show coming on now. Now, I hear a lot of people want to complain. I'm not going, and let's be clear, a lot of people don't like to go to these shows because, they don't see the value in what they're paying for, but how how are we supposed to get better or how are we supposed to set the precedent for the next show to happen if we don't support the first show? And I know these events take tremendous amount of time to put together. 
Like we've done parties ourselves. We know how much planning goes into just a regular party. Just imagine how much more time we're going to planning a whole award show. You know what I mean? So shout out to K Money. They're doing a tremendous job. Um, I haven't gotten tickets this year, or actually I haven't even checked yet. But, you know, worst case scenario, I will be buying the tickets. They still got the tickets on sale online. It's only $30, people. You know what I mean? You go to OVO Fest, you pay $120. You go to uh, NAS concert and all these things. And, you know, what's incredible is we love supporting these higher-end artists, but we don't like to support these platforms that creates a tremendous uh, opportunity for some of us. Because a lot of us, too, if you're an artist, if you're an MC or whatever it is, you might even get opportunity to host a show like this or, you know, even get some sort of opportunity to, to work and to better your craft. So I just really wanted to shout them out. Um, Hopefully, I uh, I was making sure that I don't forget. Uh, they do an amazing job. Like I said, I'm going to pick up two tickets, and then I will definitely be at the show tomorrow. Sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday, uh, to be able to to support. You know what I mean? It's only $30. Please go African Entertainment Award. Look them up. They're on Facebook, Instagram. It shouldn't be hard to find. So support your own, and I mean, let's keep that consistent. That might be today's team, actually. Support your own. A lot of people, we don't support each other enough, and I think... To a certain degree, sometimes it end up hurting us because we think that there's only one lane for anything, right? If you're an MC, you don't want nobody else to become an MC. If you are whatever it is, and I'm just using these these titles that are you know known to everybody else, but it doesn't always have to be about entertainment. So it's all about once you get to a certain level, you should really reach down and trying to bring somebody else up because trust and believe. The more, the better, right? Because sometimes you, you know, you're put in a pocket where there's not enough things going on, right? If you're looking for a contractor, you might not, and it might not be that many people available, or at least that many black people available. That's because we're not setting the precedent for the next person to come up. So once we get to a comfortable place where we're benefiting from. We're not really looking to help nobody else. We want to keep everything to ourselves. So just keep that in mind. I mean, support is very important. So I just want to, you know, speak on that very, very, very briefly. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I see, I've seen this movie. Uh, it's called A Marshall. It's about uh, Thurgood Marshall's, I wouldn't say life, but it was about one of the cases that he works. If you're listening to me right now, you don't know who Thurgood Marshall is, please go to Google and look it up. I think he was very instrumental in what he was able to do uh, for the for the United States. I know it might not affect us here because we live in Toronto, but it's definitely one of those must-know story. Uh, I grew up in Maryland, and I used to hear the name a lot, so when I seen the movie, it kind of rang a bell. I even forgot about it, so even I had to go back and really look into it and be like, oh, shit, um, which I was already known, but it's kind of like a reminder for me. So it's a good movie. It's a movie theater. So if you're sitting around... Uh, you're not doing anything on Sunday. You can take your little date. Y'all go watch it. Uh, just make sure she's super woke. Cause don't bring no nobody at the movie theater that don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, cause she gonna find it boring. She gonna want to go see Girls Trip. Um, and we can't we can't just see Girls Trip all the time. You know what I mean? We gotta use our voices, our brain for something deeper than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, definitely a good movie. Check it out. And uh, I liked it. It was cool. I mean, it was worth a little $13 or whatever. But worst case scenario, just wait till Tuesday and um, and pay half price. So on another note, I wanted to talk about 
Now, I've seen this loom money, loom scam, whatever y'all want to call it on Facebook. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about this real quick is because this loom scam reminds me a little bit of Herbalife. Reason why it reminds me of Herbalife is when this was at its peak, when Herbalife was really popping, like everybody was doing it, which is fine, right? And we were under the impression that all these people were making a shit ton of money. Now, it's not till recently, uh, and I believe a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was searching on Netflix, and there's really a, and there's a, also a movie about this. Uh, it talks a little bit about herbal life, the practices and things like that, and how, how they kind of ruining people's lives. And the only thing is, I want people to pay attention to it. Because what ended up happening is whenever somebody decides to sign up for these services, uh, you know, they go extra hard. They put it up on their Facebook every day. They put the pictures. That's all we really see. The only thing that we don't see is that once the shit goes wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like everything just kind of slowly disappears. And I believe that people are embarrassed about these things. So they don't warn the rest of us. They kind of just slowly uh, take out a picture or two. Till you know, there's no evidence that they were ever associated with that. It's like, you know, that girl that you've been following for a minute, she's in a relationship, uh, shit looks amazing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, I don't see dude picture no more. So you go, uh, let's be clear, fellas, we all do this. So we go back to the page and we look in through the timeline. We're like, oh, okay, he's not here no more. So you put two and two together like, Oh man, they 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 broke up. So you might want to slide back in there, or you know you might just leave it alone. Sometimes it's information purpose only. But my thing is, if you decide to oversell us this product or overtell us about it, when shit goes wrong, I think you should own up to it and understand that. Listen, I made a mistake, and hopefully uh, y'all can use me as an example so it this does not happen to you. So this loom thing, I believe. The common theme that I see online is that invest $135, some, something like that, and then turn into $1,000 Anything that's giving you these short-sighted goals, where as in, if it sounds too easy, right, it probably you should really proceed with caution. But, you know, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't participate in that. So overall, what is a loom scam? And if anything, uh, to be more specific, what do I think about it? My position with this thing, with this Herbalife, Loom, whatever they call it, Bloom, Shloom, whatever it is. Whenever you have a service that is reliant on the acquisition of people, right? The way that they make money is they always sell it to you that we're trying to grow my team. My team need to be big, you know, because... They sell it to them in order for you to make money, you know, you should have 10 people. They're going to be like, you know what? You're going to make about $400, whatever. But you know where the real big money is if you get 10 people working under you. And then we got this thing called residual income. Residual income is really when, at least my definition. Listen, I ain't looked this up. I'm just telling you what I think it is. Uh, so don't come back and correct me. But to me, it's, it's really uh, money that's being made without you having to physically work for it at the time. So it's almost like an investment. I invested $100. Um, 
at 25. And then when I retire at 65, that $100 is now turning to, you know, whatever, 100000 per se. So then I start to cash in and spending it. That's kind of what residual income is to me. Uh, y'all could look that up. So that's kind of what they sell it to you is you're making money without actually working, but just by recruiting. So somebody else is doing the work and then you cashing in on that work. So if you got two people under you, every person that they sign up, you get $10. Every person that that person signs up, you get $10. Um, and that's I, I guess that's what they get the theme of pyramid scheme. So you should be very careful. Like I said, go look at this movie on Netflix. Uh, just type in Herbalife. I can't remember the title, but it's on there. It will definitely give you a little bit of insight on maybe how these things work, how Herbalife work. And not to be confused, these are all the same thing. It just comes back up every few years under a different name. Uh, we've seen Herbalife. And by the way, I believe Herbalife products, they do work. I've never tried it, but uh, I had a friend of mine said that you know, they don't really do the Herbalife thing. They just buy the product as they go to the gym and things like that, which I'm assuming there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can afford it because they, they also, I don't believe that they're the cheapest thing. But in terms of getting into the whole business and selling it and setting up shop, uh, you know, you you might want to invest your money doing something, something else. Because even as you're watching this movie, they even, you know, mentioned in there that uh, you weren't even allowed to, you know, put the name Herbalife when you open up the shop. You can only, you know, call it something neutral like Nutrition Center, Health Center. Uh, but it's like if I'm selling, you know, think about it. If you have your business and you're selling uh, car parts and you call it, uh, let's say I call it uh, Bello Car Parts, you know, why would I not want to put that as my name, Bello Car Parts? So, so whenever you get into these things, it's a lot of things that give it away as being this very fishy scam. So, I, listen, this is my warning to you guys, and I know sometimes we are, uh, we like easy money, but honestly, nothing in life will come to you easy. Nothing, unless you come from a privileged family, and then, you know, everything is kind of passed down to you. Uh, your first car, uh, I'm sure, never came easy. You had to go and purchase it. Um, I had to purchase my car. Shout out to 1992 uh, a Mazda 3. Uh, red color. I think my mom had paid like a couple hundred dollars for it. Uh, I drove it and then my sister ended up taking over that car. But, you know, that's kind of how I got started. So, uh, and today I don't, you know, it doesn't even matter what I drive now. But to, to show you that it was small steps that turn into what it is today. You know what I mean? And don't be discouraged because everything takes time. You know, we're going to be on here for a long time. And like I said, I just want to give a little warning to everybody. Uh, make sure you look into it. And then do your homework. The loom scam, don't send you $135 because as soon as you do, that person will disappear. And I don't even know how people will buy into something like that. But I, I, like I've seen print screen, apparently people are sending this money out. So if you know anybody that participated in it and they only lost two, $300, they might as well save, their, uh, save themselves. I mean, that is a costly lesson in today's world and, and you know uh, like i said i don't know what people finances but chances are the people that are trying to make a quick money they don't have that much money to spare anyways so it's like they might even put their last money into it hoping that you know they'll turn around and and, and turn into something you know they say that uh sometimes hope is a poor man's dream 
Because we'll sit there and always be hoping that something will happen, but without actually uh, going out there and dedicate ourselves to doing the work. So stay away from it. That's my that's my last thing on it. Uh, I've been watching the news a lot lately, so I want to talk about these things briefly. Of course, uh, I'm no politician. I could really, I'm learning as we go, but we could all learn together. Um, the bomb that happened in Somalia, killing about they were saying something about last I checked, it was about 300 people. Um, the only thing I can't help to think about, obviously, prayers out to those. Family and when these things happen, unfortunately, uh, we really not concerned up here in North America because it's nothing that that hits us directly. Like we're not really concerned, and there's not even any empathy going out. Like we don't feel bad. We don't really care. Like oh, okay, three hundred people die. What else is new? Um, I got to get to this money. That's all we really concerned about in North America. And I really, I I want us to start thinking a little bit outside the box. Um, and consciously, presently, I'm starting to detach myself from the whole concept of being driven by money. And the reason why is because when I think back and I start to think about, um, money and actually like I plan on having a whole podcast about the whole finance and things like that, but I really kind of want to touch a little bit on the subject. When we... When our happiness is tied in, into money, you know, numerical factors, whatever it is, we are in this, what I call an infinite loop because there's no amount of money that we could get to, I truly believe, that would make you happy, right? And also, I got to thinking, like, you know, when these big billionaires are giving away 95% of their wealth when they die, I used to think, boy, you crazy. What you mean you're going to give away $500 billion, whatever it is? But now it's starting to make sense to me. It's like, I think, now, I've never gotten this kind of money in my life, but nonetheless, I'm a thinker. So I was thinking, after probably, you know, two, three hundred million. I don't think that you can really tell the difference, right? Because some of us, even now, currently, might be even making only 100000 a year, but we're still able to live, at least to the, you know, to the outside world. They might think that we're living like millionaires. You know, you, you're still able to take trips. You're still able to, you know, eat out, um, you know, buy nice things. You got your iPhones. You got the big screen TV, whatever it is. We'll stay able to operate within, you know, maybe a hundred thousand or two, whatever it is. So imagine when you get that type of money, um, and they decide to give it away, of course, because they have a great, you know, that money is supposed to serve a greater purpose. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's super and if you you know, if you notice a lot of people with a lot of money, they're not really caught up in in the superficial aspect of things. And before they die, most of them really give all the way away. You know what I mean? So that's why I really want you guys to really pay attention to what we really put our values in. Because if it's money, we really will not find the happiness. Because I can remember not too long ago, um, when I got my a decent job a couple years back, um, I wanted to buy a car. I wanted to buy a car, and I wanted to buy a car that, you know what, when I pull up, they know I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get the car where, you know, you get the shoddies, whatever it is, right? So 
I wanted to get a Mazda 3. Leather, everything. Sunroof. You know what I'm saying? I was Because at the time, I thought that was it. So I saved up within a couple months. Uh, got about 4500 whatever it is. So, And that's why I paid for the car. So now I got the car. And I was like, oh, you know what? What would be tight if, if I could save up another 5000 You know, then, you know, I got the car. I got the extra five. You know what I mean? My goal was very nearsighted. Like, I couldn't really see far beyond that picture. So as I got to the 5000 I got greedy. I was like, man, 5000 cool. I need about 7500 You know, that's 7500 I promise you I'll be the happiest dude walking around. So I got the 7500 that didn't do it. I got the 10 grand, got the 15 grand, got the 20 grand, 25. And that feeling that I was looking for, that was supposed to bring closure to my life, was further and further getting, it was, it was getting further away from me. As I was, as I'm thinking I'm getting closer to it, it's actually, you know, as soon as I get to it, it goes another five grand. So then I realized I would never get be able to achieve that. Whatever that happiness I think is going to bring me, I'll never get to that. So then I start to think, like, what really makes us happy as a whole? Is, is If it's not money, it has to be other things, right? So consciously now, I'm really working on detaching myself from that and trying to be good friends and good human beings to one another. You know what I mean? And I think, now, this might not be the solution to all these, uh, you know, things happening in the world, but just think about it for a second. If we start being human beings to one another, like, how much better could we be to society? Because I know a lot of times we just want to be good neighbors to our neighbors, but how about, you know, just being good citizen of not just the environment or neighborhood you grew up in, but a good citizen to the world, right? I think it's really something to think about. I mean, it it definitely, like I said, these are things that I kind of knew about, but I think for any change that you want to see in your life, you have to make a conscious effort every day that you woke up, that you wake up. You got to make that conscious effort to be like, you know what? I'm working towards becoming, you know, this better person. If you're tired of getting speeding tickets, you got to wake up saying, okay, you know what? I'm a clock in at about 60 and try not to go over that. So that's really kind of how I look at it when you, like I said, prayers out to all these people. I mean, so many people, 300 people, is, it's, it's absurd. You, you got to think about it. In the building that you live in, it might not even be 300 units in there. I don't even think in my neighborhood is 300 houses. But just imagine if a bomb blew up in there and everybody in that environment was gone. You know, so I just want to send my prayers out to them. Um, and, you know, just hoping and praying for a better world, you know what I'm saying? But uh, honestly, changes start within ourselves. So I think if we start to become better human beings to our neighbors, to our friends even, uh, maybe it has a greater impact in the world. To wrap things up, I got a story for y'all, okay? For every podcast that I make, uh, just to kind of give light on my, you know, so we can get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, a couple years ago, um, few actually a few years back when I first moved to Toronto, uh, I lived in this neighborhood called Black Creek. Uh, Black Creek has brought a lot of uh, good people in my life. 
I met a lot of good friends who I'm still friends with. It was an amazing thing. So now what uh, ended up happening a year later, my parents had bought a house in the suburbs and we moved. This was this was a long time ago, maybe 2008 or nine. So what ended up happening is when I was living in this new neighborhood, I didn't really have friends. So every weekend that I, I got a chance to, I would drive back, drive back to Creek and then I would hang out with my friends that were there. So we'll go back and we'll hang out. We used to drive everywhere. At the time, I was the only one with a car. So whenever we had to go somewhere, like everybody used to just pile up in my car. It'd be like five, six people. Now, the the things that are, that's happening in, in in this neighborhood is that there's a police station right across the street. They used to harass us constantly. So it was really one of those when you're driving, you really got to be, you know, you got to be careful. And especially when I'm driving with my friends. At the time, you know, as soon as I see fittest in the back, they usually pull us over for whatever it was. And back then, you know, like you would drive without insurance. Um, insurance was a big thing because insurance was super expensive. So you can afford to buy the car, uh, but not afford to put insurance on the car. So um, we were supposed to go out this night. So we were in the car and the car was full. So there was an extra person um, that wanted to come on and get in the car. Now, I knew who this person was. He knew he knew who I was. Uh, but I was like, yo, the car's full. We're not going to be able to make it. So his response initially was, uh, you know, I could just lay, you know, in the back on top of the people. You know, there was four people sitting in the back. And he was like, don't worry about it. If you get a ticket, I'm going to take care of it. So I was just like, I was already annoyed because I was like, I'm trying to tell you something. You're, you're telling me what's better for me. So I wasn't really having it. So um, he got in the car and I decided to, because we we're in the car, we're about to pull off. So I decided to turn off the car. And I walk out of the car saying, you know, now we're not going anywhere since you guys don't want to take directions. And, you know, I was a little bit not stuck in my way, but I, I didn't, I'm not really, you can't, I don't want to say bully me, but you're not going to force me to do something that I'm not in love with, like something that I don't want to do. So long story short, he got really angry. He started to threaten me and whatever it was. Now, this dude wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't, you know, so I wasn't. Physically, I wasn't threatened by him. And plus, this is somebody that I know. So, you know, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. So he got out the car. Uh, I got back in. We drove. Now, this spot that we're going to is about three blocks away. So it wasn't very far, three, four blocks. So we get there. We out the car. We're chilling. And this dude end up, you know, I think he hijacked a cab, whatever it was. So he get there. So he get to the spot. Now, we outside the spot. We're chilling. And, of course, he's all riled up. He's yelling. He's threatened he's saying um he about to shoot me so now i really start paying attention because it's one thing somebody just you know saying some shit but um if he's talking about some he about to shoot somebody i need to be on my p's and q's so i started paying attention uh my friends my other friends that were there because it was a group of us they was talking to him like just relax like you know i mean it's not that big deal whatever it was but he insisted on keep going so he come up to me and he goes, let's go in the back and talk. So now in the exact moment, I didn't see the danger because we all standing there. I was like, okay, well, okay, cool. We could go in the back and talk. So I lead the way. As I'm walking towards the back of this building, I'm starting to realize that maybe that wasn't the best decision that I should have made. So as we walking towards this building, we get to the back is pitch black. There's nobody around there. At this point, you can no longer see my friends that are, you can't see the rest of the guys that are in front of the building. So we in the back, it's just me and him. So we're standing there. 
um, as I'm walking, now I turn around to face him because he was behind me. Um, by the time I turned around, he had pulled a knife on me. So now I wasn't scared. Like I said, he wasn't a big guy where I thought, you know, you know, it was it was over for me. But I was really um more so concerned of what's getting ready to happen now. So now he's waving the knife around and he's like, he's on this big thing about disrespect. Oh, I disrespected him and things like that. So I'm like, so I go to him, listen. We both know who, who each other are. So it's, I don't think one could harm the other and get away with it. But we must be very careful on how we proceed because if you're going to pull a knife on me, you might as well kill me all the way because if not, I don't know what end up happening. So, you know, I'm trying to rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get to him too. Like, yo, I'm not scared. But I was a little concerned. I ain't going to lie to you. I was worried a little bit because uh, clearly he wasn't all there because for you to pull a knife on somebody that you no, and we weren't it's not like we we're the best of the friend but we knew who each other was so and we hung around the same people so i think his he was trying to scare me and punk me but i didn't really fall under that pressure so long story short we kind of ended up just dapping hands and like okay cool yo don't ever do that again and things like that so at this point i'm just thinking of an escape plan i was like yeah yeah you know, I got you. It's my bad. I should have whatever, but the car was forward. You know, I'm coming up with any story that I could get the fuck out of there. Because like I said, in the back, you can't really see what's going on in the front. Like, we were literally in the back of a building. So we get back to the front. <laughs> I'm kind of mad at everybody else. Like, yo, y'all didn't see me just almost getting stabbed? Nobody really knew what was going on. And I don't think my other friend will ever think that he will pull a knife out on me. Um, so at the end of the day, within the next five, ten minutes... Um, I get the fuck out of there. Like I, I was like, "Yo, guys, I gotta go." And it was like out of nowhere, so they probably like, "Oh yeah, he's leaving." Whatever it was, I get in my car and I'm driving home. The drive home is about 25 minutes. So the whole time, the only thing I could really think about is, what the fuck was I doing back there? You know what I'm saying? I started thinking about my life, like. Because even back then, I could tell you this. I always knew I was destined to do something great. And I always say it. Um, and I might not know what it is. But I know my life is not going to waste. But in that situation, things could have turned bad. And who knows what could have happened. So on that, in that moment, I drive home. I made a promise to myself to never, ever, ever go back there and hang out. And that was it. This is almost 2009. Uh, I have not been back there to hang out, but I have on several occasions met up with, you know, because I still got good folks that I know from there. So sometimes we'll get together in safer environments, of course, and then we'll hang out. And, and that's always my story. Like, yo, y'all remember that day I almost got stabbed? Nobody seemed to believe me. But, you know, I feel like things could have really, I don't want to say end. I don't want to make it sound dramatic, but. I just decided from that point on to take ownership of my life. And if the place, if if we're supposed to go somewhere and I'm not all the way comfortable, I'm just not going, right? Nowadays, if we're in a club that I'm not familiar with, it's 2.30 in the morning because clubs close at 3. I always tell people, ain't nothing good comes after 3 o'clock. That's usually when people get shot. So if you go to the club, if you got to get phone numbers, 
If you got to get that little dance from the girl, you've been, listen, do it before 2.30, 2.30, get the hell out of there. Because I'm telling you people, a lot of time we are in control and sometimes we could kind of be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take the night off. Not to say that we could prevent some of these things that happen and you shouldn't really suppress your fun just because the world is a crazy place, but just be conscious about what you're doing. If you're around a bunch of people that are always smoking and doing things, um, in the car, like sometimes you get in the car and then you got your friend drinking alcohol and they're like drinking it out in the open. I always tell them, yo, you got to relax because if I'm driving, I'm responsible for this. So uh, more of the story is you are in control of your life and please proceed with caution. If you're in the environment, if you're friends with people that are no good, uh, not to say that these people weren't good. These were amazing people that I knew, but I just knew that nucleus I had to get away from because... I, you know, you can't be around people that have nothing to lose because then they put your life in jeopardy. Uh, so that's my little story for the day. I just wanted to give you all that little story. Um, I might just name this podcast. I got stabbed, uh, but we'll see about that. So one last thing before I go, I just need everybody. If you've been listening to this, please go out and support the social media. Uh, that's really where I post all my um all the updates when the new episode is coming. So if you're on Facebook, it's Activated Podcast. If you're on Instagram, Activated Podcast. Uh, SoundCloud, same thing. And YouTube. Uh, I'll start to upload the audio files on YouTube as well. And then we're just trying to figure out how we could get this to iTunes and things like that. This whole thing is a process, people. And it takes a lot, a lot of man power to give you all this. And uh, just want to say thank you again, and I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, every Friday, we're dropping some new gems, uh, and I'm working on some really good episode to come up. And uh, once I get it wrapped up, I'll be able to tease it for y'all. Uh, but once again, uh, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to support African Entertainment Award that's happening on Saturday. Uh, please go and buy your ticket. I know you're cheap, and you might not have gotten paid this week, but you know, borrow some money. Uh, if anything, if you holler at me, uh, I'll give you $5 to add to your little ticket. You know what I mean? Please support. It's by us, for us. And uh, once again, my name is Ibu, your host. And, uh, you know, you've officially been activated. All right. Peace. Peace.